Joe, want a ride, Joe? I'll show you something. The words had to be repeated. The boy was deeply sucked into the shop's display. He was not, as might seem, fastened there by the footballs and cricket balls, the tennis rackets and cricket bats. They furnished the best window excuse in the town, but it was himself who held his hungry gazing, his own reflection, transparently imposed on the armoury of sporting objects. His own face challenged him as he tested how long he could hang on without flinching, without his mind, or was it the soul, abandoning him, hovering outside him, leaving him a mere body paralysed by this unnameable affliction that he had to face out in secret and alone. He was winning these days, but not always. He knew he had to construct something untouchable inside himself, and that could only be done by tests and dares, however often they misfired. But on this morning, this spring morning, this day when his dad had pointed out some returning swallows and the northern sun had a shine of warmth in it, he was winning. He was not divided. He half hummed, half sang to himself in private cautious celebration, Dem bones, dem bones, dem dry bones now, hear the word of the Lord. The second shout, more imperative, hooked him, and slowly, as if afraid he would spill something brimful, he turned and smiled because it was Diddler and Lizzie. It would be worth it. He crossed the street and sat on the flat cart beside Lizzie. The time has come, Diddler announced, to break in that young feller at the back. He's been wild long enough, Joe, and Lizzie's going to help me make a man of him. Joe tried to look appraisingly at the glossy piebald unbroken colt whose lead had been tied to the back of the cart. He knew that it was the best diddler had ever bought at Wigton horse sales. Everybody knew. More than fifteen hands already. See the stamp of him, boasted the man whose tinker neckerchiefs and gaudy waistcoats were envied by the dully dressed schoolboy. Never had an animal as just so. The breeding in him would satisfy the Queen of England. Now was the time for the breaking in, and Joe was invited. Accidentally, no matter, he would be there. Lizzie here, Diddler continued, is the best hand at breaking in a horse you could meet any place on God's earth, and I'll swear to that. He gave the bold-looking girl a doting smile which showed off all his gums. Lizzie laughed loudly, then put her hand to her open mouth repeatedly as she let loose a continuous note which the slapping punctuated into an Indian war cry. Whenever Joe saw Lizzie, who had grown up in the yard next to his, when they both lived in the slums in the nucleus of the old town, he felt a pang of grief that he was not older so that he could go with her. Lizzie had just left school, about to join the two hundred or so other Wigton girls at the clothing factory. Passing out of girlhood, she would be eternally out of reach. She came to Vinegar Hill on the dart, said Diddler, as his old ginger mare plodded up towards the memorial monument known as the Fountain. On the dart, she loves Vinegar Hill now, don't you, Lizzie? Again the doting smile, again Lizzie's challenging laugh. Joe felt left out. My dad lived in Vinegar Hill when he was little. So he did, said Diddler, and a game cocky was, the same boy, afraid of nothing. We sought him out on Vinegar Hill. He sized up the boy, blue-eyed like his father, but without the bite of copper hair, more sandy, gentler. Like his face, more his mother's boy, her wariness. Joe was pleased by the game cock, and he tried to picture his father as a boy in that ramshackled heap of buildings called Vinegar Hill, fortressed in age and squalor, moated by wisps of field, though plumb in the gut of the town. Afraid of nothing. That brought the shadow. Unlike himself, afraid of everything. 
He concentrated on the piebald roped behind him at the white star on its forehead and tried to work out how they measured the fifteen hands. Look at her now, said Diddler aloud but to himself. Isn't she the one? It was not to Lizzie he referred, but to a middle-aged woman hanging above him as still as a portrait. 